0: Hello, hello, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode 95, coming to you right before 4th of July weekend. I'm recording this on Friday, but I'll be releasing it Sunday. All right, we are back to normal here. Last episode, thank you again for indulging me with some of my kind of classic heavy metal Tastes. That's just the mood I was in at the time. (laughs) So this one's a little more um, what you're used to from Blood and Fire. So yes, let's jump to the USA here right out of the gate from the uh, old Florida death metal scene from the late 80s, early 90s. The band is Deicide. They existed from 87 to 89 as Amon, And then they changed the name to Deicide in 89. And of course, they're still going today. They've released uh, 12 records now, I think, at this point. But I actually am going to play something off the debut, because I just saw something the other day, uh, about a week ago. Um, It was the anniversary of the debut album's release. It came out on June 24th of 1990. So yeah, it's an album that I still love, and I just haven't listened to in a little while, so it kind of uh, prompted me to go back and listen to it again and it still holds up. It's still one of the best out of that Florida scene uh, from the early 90's in my opinion. Some really, really memorable songs on there. So, the album of course was self-titled, so it was just called Deicide and like I said came out in 1990 through RC Records and I'm gonna play um, what is actually the first song on the record just because it has a very iconic uh, kind of opening sound effect of, uh, of kind of a dungeon door, you know, being closed or whatever. Um, so yeah, once you hear that noise, you kind of know what's coming. So, off of the debut album D aside, this is D with "Lunatic of God's Creation." was dsi with lunatic of god's creation um decapitated actually does a really good cover of that song i want to say it was a bonus track on the uh the negation album um so if you haven't heard that i suggest checking that out as well because they did a really good job with it um all right we are jumping to sweden here this is a band uh from that stockholm scene that originally existed from 88 to 91 and then disbanded and then they reformed in 99 and they're still going now Not the most prolific of bands, but they are still active and still play shows, festivals, and things like that. Uh, The band is General Surgery, and they're kind of an interesting band because they obviously, uh, being from that that scene uh, in the early 90s, they do sound like a lot of their kind of Stockholm uh, contemporaries there, so they do have some some of that entombed vibe to them um, for sure. But uh, they also kind of are a mixture of that scene and like there's some carcass inspiration in there um, not just with the lyrical themes but even musically as well i can hear um, maybe some of the some of the later um, carcass albums you know some of that influence in there a little bit but yeah they don't sound like just a pure swedish death metal band they've definitely kind of uh, have blended some of that influence in there um, but yes, they, they didn't really do much in that initial period from 88 to 91. There's uh, some demos that were kind of well regarded at, um, at the time in that scene. But uh, they've done albums in 2006 and then another one in 2009. Um, they've done an EP in 2012 and now they've just released uh, a new one as well. So I'm going to play something off of the, the new EP. Uh, it's called Lay Down and Be Counted. Uh, It shows that it's being released independently, which kind of surprises me. I mean, they do kind of, uh, they've never been a big, you know, popular band, but they, you know, their name carries enough weight to where I'm surprised that they're not uh, on a label right now. But, uh, but yeah, so they just released this new one uh, last week, I think, I think it was last Friday. So it's only been out for a week, um, but I want to say it's somewhere, you know, around like 20 minutes of music. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you wait nine years for something new from them, and then they just release 20 minutes of music. It's a little bit of a kick in the ass, but, um, you know, at this stage in their career, we should just kind of be happy that they're still releasing uh, anything, really. So, <laughs> the EP is pretty good. Um, this one is towards the end of it, and it's uh, a favorite of mine. There's just uh, a little more going on in this one, uh, a little more variety within this, this tune than on some of the others on the EP, but uh, I dig it. So here we go off of the Lay Down and Be Counted EP. This is General Surgery with Sentence to the Slab, Organ Failure. A That was General Surgery from Sweden with Sentence to the Slab, Organ Failure, off of their new EP, Lay Down and Be Counted. I'm going to take a sip of my whiskey. I don't typically drink whiskey while I'm doing this, but I was jonesing for it tonight. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. (sighs) Alright, we're jumping to France here. This is a band that I actually had not heard of until recently... Um, really just with this newest album but um, they've been around from 91 to 2001 initially and then they were disbanded for quite some time and then they reformed in 2017 and they're uh, still going right now the band is Gorgon and I've been seeing just pictures of this uh, this new album like the cover art I've been seeing it just kind of circulating around uh, lately and decided to check it out and think it's great it's a really really great record uh, I'm gonna try to pronounce it as best I can. Their new record is called *Traditio Satane*, and because uh, it's <laughs> it's like tra- *tradition* without the *n*, *traditio*, *traditio*, something like that. Um, help me out, Latin, Latin people. But anyways, they released this album. It's their sixth album overall on uh, June 11th, so it's very fresh, and that was released through Osmos Productions. But um, it's it's black metal, but it's not your kind of typical, you know, Swedish or Norwegian sounding black metal. It kind of has, it do, actually, it doesn't even sound like uh, their French contemporaries either, but it is just very dirty, um, gritty black metal, very simple riffing. It kind of borders on black and roll at times just because of the drum beats used and things like that. But, um, yeah, you're not going to hear a lot of, like, dissection-style guitar harmonizing and real melodic sections and things like that. This is pretty kind of straightforward and filthy. And, um, but it's just done with conviction, and, um, and it just kind of shines through on the songs. And, um, yeah, it's been getting some, some good praise lately, and, uh, and deservedly so. I've been enjoying it since I checked it out about a week ago. So yes, off of their sixth album, Tradicio Satane, this is Gorgon with My Filth is Worth Your Purity. was gorgon from france with my filth is worth your purity uh see what i mean that's great i mean it's very straightforward and pretty simple riff wise and it's just a good headbanging kind of tempo and kind of black and rollish, and i like it um all right we're jumping to belgium here a very nice death kind of grindy death metal band that's been around since 95. The band is Aborted. Um, Of course, they're originally from Belgium, but they've had members from many different places over the years, and still do. I believe their bass player is uh, Italian, and their guitar player is, uh, and drummer, are both American, I believe. So yeah, the only Belgian left in the mix is the singer. It's his band anyways, really. So they're releasing a new one um, on September 10th of this year. It's going to be their 11th album overall called uh, Maniacult through Century Media Records. I guess that's kind of a play off of Maniacal plus Cult. (laughs) Maniacult. But um, they've been busy and they've been on a roll. Um, They really kind of are pretty steady at releasing a record every like two years. And uh, I'd say from... From global flatline onwards, they've really been on a roll because even the singer, his name is escaping me right now for some reason. I don't know why. Um, they released an album called Strict Nine Two Thirteen or something like that. Um, oh man, I want to say maybe back in like two thousand eight or you know around that time frame, and it just was not a good record. And that's kind of when they had lost me as a fan and um it, it even kind of like didn't sit well with the singer either so he kind of fired everybody and regrouped um they released an ep in 2010 called coronary reconstruction that was excellent and kind of was a return to form and then from there he got uh, his drummer ken bedini and he is uh, excellent and he's been a really strong contributor from the songwriting standpoint as well and it's kind of given them this kind of darker tone to their to their stuff and since then they've released oh five records with Ken on drums and they've kind of had a few different guitar players and such Um, but uh, but yeah they've they've really maintained their sound pretty consistent since uh, around 2010 or so but uh, they released a single off of this new one very recently about a week ago uh, called Impetus OD and it is brutal and it picks up right where the last album left off. They released the cover art, which is pretty uh, pretty awesome. So yeah, I uh, there's not many bands in this style that I am still into. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the real brutal, super fast, technical stuff, um, I just kind of outgrew and don't really go back to much. But uh, but yeah, aborted is one of those bands that is an exception for me. So. Off of their new upcoming album, Mania Cult, this is aborted with Impetus Odie. That was aborted with impetus od. um yeah i mean it sounds like uh how aborted has sounded for the last 10 years or so really good really consistent the drumming is insane of course uh ken doesn't even do double strokes either a lot of guys that are doing double bass at that speed are doing doubles uh these days but he still still does the singles he does a pretty wild um swivel technique with his feet to where I don't know how his knees don't give out on him, but it's the same with uh, George from Nile, they both still do singles and do the the really extreme uh, swivel motion, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that record a lot. Alright, we're going to Slovakia here, so you know I'm not going to be pronouncing a damn thing uh, with this one. <laughs> This band's been around since 2014. I know I played something off of their uh, second record, but I didn't really notice that they released a third record uh, last year during the pandemic. The band is Malocarpatan. At least that's how I've heard it pronounced. But they're interesting. They're it's kind of thrashy black metal-ish, but there's like the occasional like organs in there and kind of weird like more traditional music sections and it's just kind of unique and odd but in a good way um and yeah they speak in their native tongue and the words are long and i can't pronounce them (laughs) at all everything has 50 million little accent marks and stuff uh in it so i really don't even want to attempt to to butcher the hell out of this but uh but they released their third album on March 20th of last year through Invictus Productions. I like Invictus. That's a great label. But yeah, so this one just totally passed me by. Um, like I said, I played something off of their second record on a previous episode. But yeah, I haven't really checked out anything from this third one until recently. And it's good. It picks up right where the, the last one left off. I haven't I've never listened to their debut. I should go back and listen to that. But I uh, did enjoy the second record, and uh, after a couple of spins, I enjoy this third record just as much as the second. Um, there's not a lot of standout tracks to me. Um, like, I enjoy the overall experience of listening to the album, but it was hard for me to pick, like, a real standout uh, track. But uh, But I did. Of course, I picked one with one of the longest titles on the album, so... I am not going to try and pronounce it. You'll have to check it in the uh, the show notes there. But um, but yeah, it's it's a challenge. Feel free to try and pronounce that yourself. <laughs> Let me know how you do. But yes, off of their third record from Slovakia, this is Malo Karpatan. Right, got some summoning vibes from that uh, outro section and the intro for that matter, but yeah, great stuff. There's a real kind of bathory like blood, fire, death era bathory like vibe kind of running throughout that song in particular. But I dig it, and guess what, bitches? We got a new carcass album on the horizon. I'm gonna play something off of that right now. They, of course, originally existed from 86 to 96 and then uh, they reformed in 07 and released um, their sixth album, Surgical Steel, and that uh, received a lot of uh, fan and critical acclaim. And uh, yeah, it's taken some time. I think they've released an EP and they've just kind of been taking their sweet time. They don't feel any sort of rush to release anything new. They just want to wait and let everything take shape uh, at a natural pace. But they're finally at a point where they were ready to record another full length, and they finally did. The album's called Torn Arteries, and it's coming out on September 17th. It's their seventh record overall, and that's being released through Nuclear Blast. And they finally released um, a proper single off of it. They've teased a couple of other singles that I'm not sure if they're going to end up on the album or if they're just standalone tracks. Um, that was last year or maybe the year before. Maybe, Yeah, it might have been 2019 for all I know. Everything's kind of run together for the last year and a half, but um, but yeah, they released a couple of, uh, of singles that I played on previous episodes that were great, but this one I know for sure will be on the full length that's coming out in September, so um, I was never much of a fan of the early Carcass stuff. I've mentioned this before, I am a fan of several bands that Carcass, like, directly inspired, but I was never a fan of Carcass, and uh, I do enjoy heart work, but like the early stuff, the grindy stuff... I just wasn't as into, um, but I respect their, you know, their influence and everything like that. But I did enjoy Surgical Steel quite a bit, and I've liked all the new singles they've released um, leading up to this new one. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to this new record. So, off of Torn Arteries, this is Carcass with Kelly's Meat Emporium. That, my friends, was Carcass with Kelly's Meat Emporium. Great song. Great guitar work. I expect nothing less uh, from those guys. But, um, yeah, again, that album's going to be called Torn Arteries, and that's coming out on September 17th, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to the USA here out of Miami, Florida. This band's been around since 2013. I admittedly don't know that much about them. Um, I had just heard some good things about their newest one, so I checked it out and thought it was pretty good. It didn't blow me away, but it was good enough to where I wanted to uh, to share it. So the band is called Gnosis, and they just released their third album called Omens from the Dead Realm on June 14th. So it's still just a couple weeks old here. Uh, that was released through Nuclear War Now Productions, and they kind of go for this dark, dissonant um, form of, of death metal, which I typically like. Um, again, this is not bad, but it didn't blow me away. They're kind of trying to go for something like a Phobocosm type sound and um, I don't think they achieve it you know, quite as well as Phobocosm or, or other bands like that, but, um, but they do a, a good enough job to where you know I, I didn't dislike it and I just wanted to share. So, here we go, off of their newest album, Omens from the Dead Realm. This is Gnosis with Apsu Sea of Death. Alright, that was Gnosis from Miami, Florida, with Apzu Sea of Death. I do like that ending section, that ending riff. Um alright, we're staying in the USA here, but we're going up to the old Pacific Northwest out of Washington State. Band's been around since 02. The band is Wolves in the Throne Room, and they have made quite a name for themselves. Um both, you know, here in the USA and abroad as one of the best uh, black metal projects that's kind of ever come out of this country, I would say. Um, they kind of pioneered or revolutionized, perhaps might be the better word, the uh, kind of Cascadian black metal sound. You know, that's kind of the the name that was assigned to it. They kind of have this uh, connection with nature. And uh, it's hard to explain, but, you know it has a very specific style and that style has been repeated um, you know, ad nauseum by a lot of bands uh, in the USA my own band included uh, has been compared to Wolves in the Throne Room and that's actually one of the reasons that my band Krigsgrove did kind of pivot I mean we've never really stayed very solid in any particular style anyways uh, our style has changed a ton over the course of our careers but we did kind of make an intentional pivot away from that style um, for our last album um, Leave No Path to Follow and yeah we just kinda wanted to do something different because we were kinda getting lumped in with a lot of, uh, of other bands that are great bands but um, we just kinda felt like it's all starting to run together a little bit so we wanted to pivot and do something else and we've carried that mindset on to our new album that's coming out in September Wait, no, August. Giant of the Mountain album's coming out September. (laughs) Krigsgrove album's coming out August. I gotta get it straight here. But anyways, Wolves in the Throne Room, they are uh, going to be releasing their new album called Primordial Arcana on August 20th um, of this year. It's their seventh album overall, and that's going to be released through Relapse Records. And yeah, they're another one that's been really consistent and been really good. They had one album in there that was... uh, just a bit odd because it was it had no drums in it and it had no like harsh vocals if i remember correctly it was all just kind of guitars and synthesizers and stuff and and uh it wasn't you know an ep or uh you know it was they consider it a full-blown album part of their discography and that one i found to be a bit boring i mean i kind of felt like it might be going into it and then upon listening to it i was just like yeah you know this isn't really my my cup of tea here but um, but they've been back on track you know their last album was excellent and uh, they've released a single from this new one that is also excellent so I'm gonna play it right now this one I believe has a music video with it as well so you could find that on uh, on YouTube I'm sure so here we go off of their upcoming album Primordial Arcana this is wolves in the throne room with Mountain Magic was Wolves in the Throne Room with Mountain Magic. Excellent song. Really has me uh, pretty jazzed up about the new album. I really like their last one. Uh, all right, we're jumping to, well, this band doesn't really have one particular country that they call home. It's kind of a hodgepodge of people. I call it an international project. It's been around since 98 called Lock Up. Lock Up is kind of mostly death metal, kind of grindy at times. Um, it was a band that was formed by Peter from Hypocrisy along with Jesse Pintado, Nicholas Barker. Um, I honestly can't remember who their their original... Um, oh, uh, the original bass player is... Uh, um, what's his name? Shane Embry from uh, Napalm Death, and he's still in it. Um, but yeah, Jesse Pintado from, also from Napalm Death. Um, he was in it from 98 up until his his death in 2006 since then they've had uh another guitar player i want to say he's been in the band since 2008 or 2009 his name's anton um but yeah nicholas barker had been in it all along and he actually just left last year um which was, came as a bit of a shock Because of all the other bands that Nick Barker has kind of done session work for, live work for, stuff like that, Lockup was kind of the one band remaining of his where he was still like a permanent member, you know. And then he left. So um, I know he's doing a lot of uh, like tour manager stuff these days. So he's still active in the scene. He's just not really drumming for anybody. He's, He's just a manager for a lot of bands these days. But yeah, he left and got replaced by Adam Jarvis, who you might know from Misery Index and Pig Destroyer. Um, good drummer, but I imagine things will be different without Nick Barker there. But uh, over the years, Lockup has had you know Thomas Lindbergh from At The Gates uh, sing for them on a couple of records there. And they have uh, Kevin Sharp, the former vocalist of uh, Brutal Truth. He did vocals on their last album, and he's still in the band. It's confusing because they have both Thomas Lindbergh and Kevin Sharp listed as active vocalists but I don't really know. I think Kevin Sharp does the bulk of the live duties. You know, I think Thomas Lindbergh just kind of does some recording stuff with them. Um, But yeah, they're still going. They've only got four records. They've been around since 98, like I said, and only have four albums, but it's because all the members are busy with other, you know, main projects. And, um, but yeah, I'm going to play something off of the debut because to me the debut is still probably their strongest one. Excuse me. And... Peter from Hypocrisy, you know, his singing on it is great. But I just love the production. It just has kind of this 90s death metal sound to it and uh, I just really like the album a lot. They haven't really released a weak one in my mind. There's only four only four to choose from, but they're all pretty strong in their own ways, but yeah, I just have a soft spot for the debut here, some. Debut album's called Pleasures Pave Sewers, and that was released in 99 through Nuclear Blast. I believe they're still signed to Nuclear Blast. Um, But yeah, this is, I think, the opening cut on the record, if I remember right. But uh, it's one of my favorites just for the riffs in it. Jesse Pintado wrote some really, really good riffs for this band. So here we go. Off of the debut album, Pleasures Pave Sewers, this is Lock Up with Afterlife in Purgatory. (laughs) That was Lock Up with Afterlife in Purgatory. Great riffing, great vocals. Um, that's It's kind of a cool thing is that each vocalist that they've had throughout their history has a very distinct voice, like they don't sound like one another, um, but yet they all work within that band and with that music. Um, Alright, we're jumping to Denmark here. This is a classic band that I almost included on my last episode, but decided to hold off and just put them on this one out of Denmark. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this one. The band is Merciful Fate. Originally existed from 81 to 85 and then, you know, famously broke up and King Diamond started his solo career. But then they reformed in 93 and released a, a string of albums between 93 and 99. And they're still under contract for at least one more, I think. And they're supposedly working on it. I mean, King constantly is uh posting updates but the updates are kind of there's not much to, to tell you know <laughs> they're kind of vague and fans are starting to get kind of uh, fatigued by the updates because we're we're all just kind of to a point now where it's like all right we'll believe it when we see it like i'm sick of hearing about them working on it and i'm ready to just see see something see a product at this point uh same goes for king diamond solo stuff too he's been working on this new album forever released one song off of it so people thought oh good the album's done it's recorded they just released the first single of it but no that's not the case at all uh they had recorded that one song that was like the only song they had fully finished for the new one and they released it as kind of a tease and then they went out and said yeah yeah, we're still writing we're still finishing the writing for this new one and everybody just kind of put their head in their hands and was just like god damn it i thought we had something here but we got to keep waiting so But anyways, as I said, Merciful Fate existed from 81 to 85 originally, and then this compilation came out in 1987 called The Beginning. And it had some live stuff that was from like a BBC session, I want to say. And um, it may all be kind of live from the studio type thing, uh, but I think some of these songs are proper, like they took their time and recorded them in the studio, like it wasn't just a live performance thing. Um, so I think it's kind of a mix of, of stuff like that and stuff from, from the demos. The nuns have no fun days. Um, but yeah, so this came out in 87. I still own this actually on CD. I bought this when I was still probably in high school maybe. But came out in 87 through Roadrunner Records. Um, as I mentioned, you know, they released a couple albums during that first era and then a handful of albums in the second era. So they've released seven albums up to this point. But um, this one was never included on an album. Um, it's kind of from their their demo days, but uh, it's one that has always been a favorite of mine, and um, just has some a great, just kind of beat to it. You know what I mean? Um, a good energy to it, and the vocals, of course, sound great. Really high notes, of course. So here we go, off of the 1987 compilation album, The Beginning. This is Merciful Fate with Devil Eyes. merciful fate with devil eyes i just love that drum beat it's almost it, you know you might roll your eyes at this but it's almost disco-esque and you know you might laugh at that but truly if you listen to some old disco music you'll hear that type of beat because it's a very danceable beat but uh i mean they use they've used that beat several times they've used that beat in like the song Gypsy. Um, there's another one off of Dead again that it kind of uh, they kind of ripped off themselves. They ripped off their own song, Gypsy for a song off of uh, off of Dead again. I think it was Crossroads was the song. but um, but yeah, they're no stranger to using that beat and uh, I like it. I like the way that they incorporate it into their stuff. All right, we're going to Norway here out of Bergen. This black metal band has been around since 92. They were a little bit late to the game, a little bit late to the scene but they've been around ever since they've never really gone away the band is Gorgoroth they've had a million different members over the course of their career but uh, they did release some quote-unquote classics uh, back in the day first album was a uh, pentagram and that was pretty well received second one I wasn't sure for the longest time if they really consider this a full album or not because it seems so short But um, the album Antichrist, they do consider it a full album, uh, was released in June of 96. It's their second album out of nine I think they're up to now. But this was released through uh, Malicious Records. And this one was an interesting one. I believe they had Frost from Satyricon playing drums. I think Samoth from Emperor plays on it in some form or another, whether that's bass or guitar. Uh, He might have been playing bass on this. But uh, the vocalists, they still had uh, Hot, the vocalist from the first album, on some of these songs. And then they had the new vocalist, Pest, on some others. So it's kind of a mix of two different vocalists throughout the album. So it's a little bit uh, disjointed in that sense. But there's some real uh, classic songs on here that they still incorporate into their, um, into their live set list, you know, uh, even now. Um, this one was a favorite of mine. I, I like it in this original form on this album. I like it. Uh, they did a, a re-recording. Like, I own one of their live DVD in Poland, um, so they you know they have a version of it there as well. But they also recorded uh, a, a, an album called True Norwegian Black Metal that was recorded live in studio. So they were at Grieg Holland Studios, and they were just recording live. Uh, so it's not a true live album like performing on stage, but it was just live in the studio. But there's a version of that um, on there with Gaul singing on it, and I really like that version a lot because, as you know, I'm a big fan of Gaul. But yes, I'm playing the original here because um, it was recently the anniversary of this album's release. Uh, it just kind of came across my Facebook. I don't even know what page or group I was following that shared something that said, hey, this is the, you know uh twenty-fifth anniversary of, of the Antichrist album. So yeah, I'm gonna share something off of that now. So off of their ninety-six album, Antichrist, this is Gorgoroth, with Berg Trollitz Heaven, which means like it means like mountain like the mountain troll or whatever. It's it's a term for a troll in in the wilderness, in the mountains. So it's the uh Mountain trolls revenge is what that um, what that translates to, you know, more or less. But anyways, this is Gorgoroth with Bergtrollets Heaven. <laughs> Was Gorgoroth with Berg Trollitz Heaven. And I love the production on that record. It's a little more thick, a little more full than it was on the Pentagram album. Uh, the album that came after this is still my all time favorite of theirs, Under the Sign of Hell. Um, some fantastic songs on that one, and a really harsh but awesome production. <laughs> But yeah, that band has been all over the place uh, over the years, but they still have some real uh, classic stuff. Uh, let's see, what the hell are we doing? We're going to Sweden here. We're going back to Sweden. This is a death metal band that's been around since 03. And they kind of have a, an imagery going along with like Mortician. You know, They kind of have that vibe going with not only the cover art, but the song titles and, uh, and album titles and things like that. Uh, the band is Rib Spreader, and <laughs> Rib Spreader is actually one of my favorite ones of this particular musician. So <laughs> there's this one dude who s- plays in a million bands, and he's he's part of the uh, the Transcending Obscurity um, you know roster, if you will, and he he's played guitar for like. A bunch of bands with Dave Ingram and um, you know, Down Among the Dead Men, Eye of Purgatory, Echelon. I think he's even currently doing guitars in this current version of Massacre, which barely you could even call it Massacre. But his name is, I'm not sure if it's pronounced Roga, or I'm not sure, but it's R-O-G-G-A is his first name, but Roga Johansson. And he does uh, vocals and guitars in Rib Spreader, but he plays in, I swear, if you go on Metal Archives and look him up, his list of bands that he currently plays in and used to play in is staggering. Like, it's... And the funny thing is that they all kind of sound the same. <laughs> like, a lot of the bands that he plays in are, are kind of similar styles of death metal. It's just he found what he does best, and he's just making the most of it. But, um, but yeah, he's kind of the main man in Rib Spreader, and... You'd think with him being spread so thin with all these projects that his work would suffer a little bit. But, no. I mean, uh, most every project he's in is really solid. and uh, But this is one of my favorites of his projects that he does. So I'm going to play something off of an album called The Van Murders. And that came out in 2011. It's their fourth album out of eight, I think they're up to now. Uh, but this came out through Vic Records, V I C. Vic records and um i just like each album kind of has its own distinct production um so this that's really what kind of set this album apart for me is you know of course it has a pretty striking cover art as well but i just like the production on this one it's just harsh enough and it's still thick enough without being too much too bassy and um they just kind of found the sweet spot with this album for me it's got good songs but the production really kind of helps the overall product um with this one. I I just, I don't know. This album's always kind of stood out to me as a a favorite. So off of 2011's The Van Murders, this is Rib Spreader with A Morbid Journey. (laughs) Was Rib Spreader from Sweden with a morbid journey. Uh, yeah, if you have not checked out their stuff before, it's it's all very much in that vein. It's just very straightforward, guitar-driven, heavy, chunky, just good death metal. And uh, when I'm in the mood for good death metal, they hit the spot. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna keep it in the death metal vein here. I know, I know, I'm kind of playing a little more of that than usual. Um, I tend to lean more on the black metal side, but you're getting a bit of a, of a heavy dose of, uh, of death today. We're going back to the USA here out of California, out of the Oakland area if I remember correctly, but they've been around since 1990 and I've played them several times in the past. The band is Exhumed. And, frankly, I just had a hanker in to listen to some Exhumed. So they just released a live album recently, uh, about a week ago. So I've been listening to the live album, and it just reminded me of how good their last uh, full-length studio album was. So I've been going back and listening to that again uh, as well. So I just wanted to play something else off of it. I think I've played, oh, a song called uh, The Red Death was one that I played off of this album uh, in the past. But uh, I really like this tune as well. So they've been really uh, on a roll as of late ever since they got Ross back in the band on bass and backing vocals. Um, It just sounds like the good old Exhumed that I know and love. And um, yeah, they've just kind of refined their sound because they were kind of really grindy during like the Slaughter Cult days. But this is a more straightforward, um, still very intense and fast and everything like that. But it seems a little more... Um, precise, I guess. It's less all over the place. It's a little more focused these days, but the album I'm speaking of was called Horror, and that came out in October of 2019, their ninth album overall, and still their most recent um, full-length. That was released through Relapse Records, and uh, there's a lot of songs on it, but that's because a lot of those songs are quite short and sweet and fast and to the point, and this is one of them, so... Off of the album Horror, this is exhumed with naked, screaming, and covered in gore. have it that was exhumed with naked screaming and covered in gore i do have one more for you you might notice that that was the 13th song of the episode which is usually all that i play but since that one was so short i got some time here there was a couple other short ones uh, on the set list um for this episode so yeah i'm giving you a bonus song a 14th song uh, I, of course, want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app or the entire catalog of episodes is available on Spotify. And I think we should be on Amazon now and uh, iTunes. And I double-checked it Um I thought we were on Apple Podcasts, but I guess for whatever reason that did not get approved or something, so we, we're not on there. Because the last few episodes I've said, well, I'm pretty sure we're on Apple Podcasts, but I finally checked and it's not. <laughs> but not sure the reasoning there, but whatever. Uh, yeah, if you have any requests or feedback or anything that you, uh, you know, questions for me, things like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of uh, updates or questions for you, you know, poll questions for for you guys, the listeners, anything at all regarding the show, it's going to be posted there. So uh, make sure to find the Facebook page and like it so you can follow along with the updates. Um, Yeah, we got 4th of July weekend here, 4th of July coming up on Sunday. So for those of you... uh, here in the USA who are listening, have yourself a safe holiday, don't go blowing any fingers off with any fireworks or anything like that, and I will definitely be back in two weeks with episode 96, I've already got a a few songs in mind uh, towards that one, so, alright, let's finish strong here, this band is out of Norway, been around since 91, they're considered one of the, you know, the big guns, so to speak, uh, from that scene, one of the more popular, the band is Satyricon, and they have released some excellent, excellent stuff throughout their uh, their career. The first couple of albums, really the first three albums, are, are really considered classics by, uh, by the kind of Norwegian black metal uh, diehard fans. And I'm going to play something off of the second record called The Shadow Throne that came out in September of 94 through uh, Sater's own Moonfog Productions label. Um, but the reason I'm playing something off of this is because they actually just remixed and remastered and re-released the first two albums, and, um, the first album especially had a pretty poor production, so I was kind of excited to hear that they were uh, remixing and remastering, and, because uh, they, they could really, you know, do a lot more with it to make it sound better. Oop, just bumped my microphone. Almost made it through the whole damn episode, and I bump it right at the end, but, um, But yeah, so I listened to these uh, remixed and remastered versions of the first two records and they sound great. So I'm playing something off of the remixed and remastered version of The Shadow Throne. This one, very uh, well-known song of theirs. It's a longer song, but it's epic and it's excellent. So it's a perfect uh, closing tune to this episode. So see you guys in two weeks. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the tunes, man. So, off of the Shadow Throne, this is Satyricon with Dominions of Satyricon. Cheers.